Speed. 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 Speed Cafe. Speedcafe.com. Your daily racing fix. Check it out. Speed Cafe. <laughs> Hello there and welcome to the latest edition of the Speed Cafe podcast. I'm Andrew Van Leeuwen, here to introduce you to our special guest. For this week's episode, Mark Fogarty sat down for a chat with Porsche factory sports car driver Matt Campbell while he was in Australia recently competing in the Fanatec GT World Challenge Australia, powered by AWS. The pair covered off the current golden era of prototype racing, including Matt's season in IMSA in 2023 and his impending switch to the World Endurance Championship next season. Enjoy the chat. Matt Campbell, welcome to the Speed Cafe podcast. Back in Australia for a, well, a special assignment. You were given the job of winning the Fanatec GT World Challenge races here in Adelaide to try and sell help Sam Shahin. You did your end of the work, a um, couple of big victories, and uh, have you enjoyed it? I mean, it's just something a bit different. Long way to come for a guest appearance. It is a long way to come, but in saying that, you know, it's a good excuse to be able to come home and, and spend a weekend. And uh, in saying that, you know, it's a it's a very different weekend to what I'm used to now. It's, it's quite a relaxed uh, weekend overall, you know, and especially, um, you know the races we only had one a day so very relaxed schedule and um, you know obviously coming from the the prototype program going from meeting to meeting debrief to debrief so it was a nice change of pace uh, for me compared to the rest of the year and it's very much back to your roots isn't it in sports car racing very much so i mean uh, this car we're racing is obviously the the 2019 spec gt3r uh, which i've had a lot of experience in uh, ever since its uh, inception, so uh, I know the car extremely well. We didn't really have to do much to it because, uh, you know, it's such a well-known car. Uh, just fine-tuning a little bit over the weekend with the uh, with the track, so it was good fun to be back in it. I'm not able to do much GT racing these days. Uh, I think this is only my third GT race this year, so uh, yeah, it's nice to come back to uh, what I know. Okay, well, you've had a big year in. Uh IMSA, which has had a big revival this year, you know, all the different marks coming in and, you know, you get the gig with, well, one of the big daddy-o teams of all, you know, Porsche, Penske, can't get a better combination of that than that. Um, how would you describe it though, as a bit of a difficult year? Yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, we definitely thought we were going to hit the round running a, a little bit faster than we, than we did. Obviously, Daytona was uh, very underwhelming to what we expected, having such a big lead up. But in saying that, you know, even though we started driving and testing before everyone else, uh, or all the other manufacturers, unfortunately that didn't really give us much of an advantage as we were the only ones running. We were also helping the, uh, the build the control components in the car, because uh, obviously we have a control uh, gearbox, MGU and battery. And as we were the only ones running, we were running through, uh, you know, all the updates, all the new versions, everything like that, getting ready for everyone else to see them. So to be honest, we didn't actually gain a, a hell of a lot before the start of the year. But uh, you can definitely see we've had a really good pro progression throughout the entire year. And I would say we've probably improved the most compared to everyone else, which has been nice. But uh, definitely underwhelming to what we initially expected and what we wanted. Uh, and also for me personally, you know, I feel like we, we had some really good speed at times, but we also had a lot of bad luck uh, at moments where we were, let's say, leading a race and then we'd have a mechanical issue or, or maybe we just made a wrong strategy call. So um, yeah, it's one of those years, learning year, but in saying that, I've really enjoyed it. Obviously, first jump into a prototype competition, 
racing in the top level of uh, endurance. So really enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, on to next year. Well, prototype sports car racing, especially now, it, it's next level, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, this is the new golden era of, of sports car racing globally, which is very, very cool to be a part of. And uh, these cars, you look at uh, the LMDH regulations, especially in the IMSA Championship and, and how close the competition is. You know, it's, it's really been a lot of fun. Uh, everyone has a chance every single weekend and it's just about doing the best job on track you can and, and hopefully being there somewhere at the end. So uh, it's been phenomenal. You know, the cars are now so, so advanced. And, uh, you know, even from the start of the year to the end of the year, we haven't, let's say, found so much performance uh, mechanically on, on setup. But most of it is, you know, on in the background on systems and software and uh, really improving the hybrid system and everything like that. So um, it's been a lot, of, a lot of fun to improve all that, uh, along with the engineers. It's such a big group with Porsche Penske Motorsport. Uh, and it's a big help that we have two programs globally. So, uh, yeah, it's really helped that uh, learning process. The Porsche-Penske combination, as I suggested earlier, it, it, doesn't, it doesn't get much better. And as a factory driver, you know, you, You've got access to all this. I mean, you knew how big a, an operation Porsche had, but adding Penske to it, what has that been like? I mean, the resources that Penske has in the States particularly are phenomenal. Yeah, 100%. And, uh, you know, you've got uh, Porsche and then you've got Penske and, and two massive powerhouses coming together. And uh, obviously they've got quite a lot of history together as well, going back to the past and, and all the way back to the 70s in the, in the 917 KM. So. They've got a lot of experience. Uh, I think there was a, a few difficult moments uh, early on, but now you know we've really settled in, and everyone's working extremely well together, especially in the two championships. Uh, like you say, I'm, I'm in IMSA Championship, and they've got a, a fantastic, world-class facility in in Mooresville. And when I first went through the workshop in uh, 21, you know, I was absolutely blown away by the size of it and and uh, you know the complexity of this operation. So uh, yeah, it's very cool to be a part of it. They take it extremely seriously and next year they, they expect a lot more. Have you had much to do with the other parts of the operation? I mean, just as an interested onlooker, but the IndyCar program and the NASCAR programs? Certainly we get more of an insight on, on you know, the, the other championships they're doing and, and hear more stories. You know, we speak to the other drivers, uh, a part of the team, and it's very, very cool. Um, you know, I don't do anything on the other sides, um, but yeah, very, very cool to to hear stories and you know even my engineer uh, a lot of the Penske guys have come from other uh, Penske programs so uh, yeah it's awesome to, to be a part of such a big group and, and uh, do you have much to do with you know obviously Will Power and Scott McLaughlin yeah I mean you know I've, I've seen him a couple of times this year obviously it's very hard with uh, with the calendars you know there's only been a few occasions uh, only a few weeks ago actually in the, the Charlotte workshop uh, directly after Petit Le Mans, we had a big team group uh, photo with uh, all the programs, so LMDH, uh, NASCAR and IndyCar team, and then every single worker within the Mooresville facility. So, uh, you know, you get a few opportunities to run into everyone, um, but yeah, it's a little bit uh, difficult at times with, with programs. Any ambition, any opportunity, do you think, to I don't know, at least have a go of an IndyCar or even NASCAR, you know, being part of the organisation? Yeah, I think uh, all of us drivers on the, the Porsche side, we, we keep saying to Roger we want to have a, an experience day, you know, somewhere like maybe Indianapolis where we get to uh, give a NASCAR a go or, or an IndyCar for a day. Let's see if that'll ever happen, but definitely would never say no to the opportunity of, of trying something different. 
and, and, and seeing what, what such vehicles are like. You know, obviously I've come from a very different background of GT and uh, you know, even though the prototype now, uh, I think the IndyCar is extremely, extremely different. So uh, yeah, you, ne you never know what happens within the Panty Group, but you know, we're focused on our own program at the moment. Well, of course, since you won the uh, Porsche Carrera Cup Australia title in 2016, that got you into the Porsche Junior program. And well, to say that being a Porsche Junior driver is a leg up is an understatement. I mean, it's, it's a dream come true, isn't it? Yeah, very much so. I mean, you know, we sort of laid out that plan, um, you know, early 2015 when we entered my first year of Carrera Cup and working out which direction we wanted to go, whether it was down the supercar path or, or down to the Porsche route. And, uh, you know, that's when we laid out that we wanted to really do well uh, in Australia and, and try and get the opportunity to go to the shootout and, and see what happens. And, you know, if it doesn't work out, we can always come back and, and try a hand at supercars. So, uh, you know, luckily enough, we went very well at shootout winning and, uh, you know, the progression rate ever since then has been uh, phenomenal. You know, obviously only one year as a Porsche junior driver, two years as a young professional and uh, now been a, a full works uh, driver since 2020. So uh, it's been a surreal um, few years. Um, it's been crazy to think how long I've actually been in Europe and now to, to finally be in the top level of endurance racing, uh, especially with Porsche. You know, there was always that, uh, let's say, wish when I was a junior as they were in LMP1 at the time and you see what others had done like Mark Lieb and especially Earl Bamber going straight from the junior program always wanting to go down that path and then unfortunately they pulled out and, and I'm really uh, thankful that they were coming back to the top level and, and they've presented a couple of us young guys uh, the opportunity like me and Mathieu. Okay so um, what are we looking forward to next year? I don't know, WC, Le Mans, what are you up to? Yeah a few changes on the horizon for, for next year. Um, so I was just in uh, Florida testing before the, the Adelaide 500 and uh, had a few meetings and basically be a couple of program changes for, for next year so uh, I'll be moving from the IMSA championship across to the WEC championship uh, still obviously in the factory team just a, a change of championships so so still um, you know more more or less much the same obviously WEC is a very no or very well-known championship to myself having competed in it for four or five years so it'll be an easy transition uh, for sure, I'll, I'll really miss him, sir, uh, doing the full campaign as it's such a fantastic championship. But luckily enough, I'll still do the endurance racing in uh, IMSA, the, the three big endurances, so Daytona 24, Sebring 12, and also the 10 hour at Petit Le Mans. Um, so I'll still have the, the foot and door over there, which is fantastic. Uh, so a big, big program next year. Obviously, a lot of testing globally as well. Um, so yeah, a bit, bit of a change for myself, but uh, looking forward to the challenge. Well, I mean, gives you the opportunity to, you know, for outright victory at Le Mans, which is, well, it's got to be the top of your list, hasn't it? Yeah, correct. I mean, uh, you know, I still want to get a few races in, in US for sure, but uh, Le Mans, there's such a big focus, especially for 2024 from, from both the Porsche side, but also Penske side, an extremely uh, big focus on, on that event purely, um, and to be a part of it now uh, for the first time in, in the top class will be really, really cool. Um, and obviously, you know, next year is also a big change in WEC 2 with the, the removal of LMP2. A lot more cars in the top class and then the inception of the, the GT3 LM category. So uh, a lot of changes and I think it will be uh, one of the biggest Le Mans ever possibly. You know, I think speaking to a few people, it's already sold out. Um, so I, I'm expecting it to be uh, something special. So I don't know. I haven't looked at the calendar, but 
any possibility of sneaking in a, the Enduro, the Supercars Enduros next season? Uh, at the moment, unfortunately not, by the looks of it, um, due to, to some conflicts. Uh, same position I was in this year, unfortunately. Um, you know, everything was looking really good. We, we had everything ready and then uh, there was a, a date change at last minute. So we weren't able to do it. But next year it looks to be more or less the same, which is a bit of a shame. I uh, love coming back and, and competing in, in Enduros. But, uh, you know, obviously Porsche comes first and that's my main program. So, uh, yeah, maybe down the track there's another opportunity there. So that would have been with Grove Racing, would it? Uh, quite possibly. I mean, uh, obviously, unfortunately, it was ruled out pretty early uh, when you look at the calendars and everything. So... Uh, yeah, have to try again next year. Because you, I mean, clearly you enjoy supercars, even though they're so different to everything else. Yeah, very much enjoy them. I mean, a uh, lot of fun, very rewarding car to drive and, and something that's completely different to, to what I'm used to and, and I really enjoy the challenge. Um, so yeah, love every opportunity to come back to Australia. Uh, it's a good excuse to come back home and spend a few weeks. I don't uh, get an opportunity to really come back anymore and, and spend some time. So, uh, you know, the, the style of racing in Australia is very similar to what I'm used to now in the US and, and it's a really cool atmosphere. And you want to win a Bathurst 1000 one day, don't you? Without question, I mean, I want it on the CV. You know, there's a few races around the world, but I want to try and tick off first, but definitely uh, want to put a 1000 on the, the bucket list. Uh, it's a race that I've been watching ever since I remember. and. Having been a part of it a few times and, and been in a good car a couple of times, uh, just never has uh, come to fruition, so maybe down the road. And what about another tilt of the Bathurst 12 hour early next year? Is that on the cards? Uh, unfortunately not. No, unfortunately we have too many calendar conflicts with the, the prototype program, so I'd love to be able to come back and, and do it, but unfortunately everything just clashes too much next year. It's really, really difficult uh, to be able to fit in some GT races. I'm sure there will be still a few around the world, but Bathurst won't be one of them. So uh, a big shame. Obviously, uh, I love the Bathurst 12 hour. Uh, it's basically the only home race I get to do nowadays. So maybe have to wait until uh, 25. Matt Campbell, good to see you back here. Very exciting news for you coming up next season. Thanks for your time and uh, we'll be watching with interest once again next year. Thank you, much appreciated. Well, that was great to hear from Matty Campbell, one of our best exports, doing amazing things on the world sports car stage. Folks, we'll be back at the helm of the Speak FA newscast next Monday, and don't forget to check out the Grassroots Racing podcast as well. And remember to always stay tuned to speakfa.com for the best breaking news and reaction in the business. I'm Andrew Van Leeuwen. Thanks for listening. You've just listened to a Speed Cafe Pod Hub production.